Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Tough Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Welcome along to the latest Kevin Kagan Odyssey. Uh, we're looking at Kevin Kagan's book, My Life as an Electric Mouse, mm. published in 2018. And we're up to chapter 10, <laughs> we're up to chapter 10 uh, which is 34% into the book, apparently, Sam. 34? A third of the way through. And I think this is our 20th episode. We'd like to give the listeners an update on how many predicted episodes there will be of this series so i think we're aiming at about 60 episodes yeah before it'll be done i think that i don't know, i'm enjoying it there's, there's nothing in it that doesn't need to be there there's so much i mean i know we go on tangents but there is so much stuff in kevin keegan's book by the way um on the way here to meet today should we tell the the, the cunters where we're recording this oh we're allowed to tell them i uh, we are recording this together in the fair city of Manchester. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. We found some studios that we, that we that, I mean, you know, it's sort of halfway, uh, sort of halfway between London and Sunderland. And it's wanna, nice to get together. If you want to triangulate, the country. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of halfway. Yeah. So we're here in the studio. Anyway, on the way here on the train this morning, I saw the new paperback edition of uh, my life as an electric mouse and it's oh, it's, it's a cracker it's got some extra stuff in it it's just got a really good cover of a vintage 70s keegan oh, nice. which i prefer because yeah. the first one had him now um but i just prefer it head distinguished distinguished silver you fox know, keegan which is fine but it looks really cool the what the 70s keegan what, what and he's he's, he's in his sexual prime what kid can't quite see because it's head and shoulders oh, i think it might okay. be england but he's certainly a, a, a mouse in its sexual prime. <laughs> As you know, mice reach their sexual prime, if you were paying attention in biology at school. Children, we are now going to talk about the mice, uh, uh, the sexual life of a mouse. Yeah. Who can tell me when the mouse reaches its sexual prime? Anybody? Anybody? Dawson. Is it six months, sir? No, incorrect, Dawson. Stay behind afterwards. You haven't done your reading. Sorry, sir. No, it is, is in it fact, the age 28. When this is 28 what? years old, the mouse reaches its sexual prime. How long did mice live? We are not talking about normal mice. We are oh, talking about human mice. mices and electric mice. Has this podcast been tested on mice? Because no, we but were... it's been tested on horses. <laughs> Multiple horses or just one? Uh, Well... The listeners don't know this because a lot of them, when they get in touch, they go, oh, it's so good. It's so off the cuff. Well, that's where you're wrong. Mm. We'll let you in a little secret. This is not an off the cuff podcast. Everything that we do on all of our podcasts is very carefully and tightly scripted by Andy and myself. Uh, and a team of writers. We And and a team of writers that Podcast we use. Podcast consultants. And once we have 
a script that we feel happy with, we do what any responsible podcaster, broadcaster, or manufacturer of any goods, household goods does, mm. and that's test it on horses. Because the stables with it. if a horse can stomach something, then anything can. So we take the script to the local stables and we read it out together in front of the horses. And if the horses are fine with it, yeah. then we record it. If the fo- horses start freaking out or one of them dies yeah. or starts foaming at the mouth or anything like that, or one of them tries to attack us, which has happened, we go back and we take another look at the script until it's ready. There's, there's only ever been one adverse reaction from the horse, and that was during the um, Christopher Timothy episode. Yeah. Which had to be severely edited. <laughs> yeah. Before it was allowed. I think horses before. generally have a problem with Christopher Timothy, though. <laughs> but I think that's what the issue Word, was there. Word's got around, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't like him. Shall we get on to Kevin yeah. Keegan? Uh, well, chapter 10, anyway, uh, it begins, I was in the fast lane of the M25 motorway when the blaring horn told me I had started to drift across the traffic and was in danger of causing a crash. <laughs> oh, heck! <laughs> heck in fuck! <laughs> heck in fuck, I'm going to kill us all! <laughs> What's happening? I've lost control! He goes on, I had been driving virtually all day, taking in three different countries and several tanks of petrol. Oh, he wasn't back to see his fucking back doctor again, was he? I don't know. I was exhausted, and I'd been dozing off at the wheel when the driver behind me started hooting madly to bring me to my senses. If you've ever been in that position, I haven't. Have you? No. No? Uh, You will know what a horrible feeling it is to hear that noise at 70 miles per hour. I was used to nightmarishly long journeys, as many of us are in football. Oh, this journey's nightmarishly long. <laughs> Where are we going? Russia munching Gladbach. <laughs> We're not going back to Yugoslavia again, are we? Oh, don't make me go back there again. Not the Russian border. This one had taken its toll, and it was frightening to realise how close I had come to putting myself and others in danger. My heart was pounding, and in my zombie-like fatigue... I knew I had to get off the motorway before something terrible happened. This is just setting the scene for what does happen. I've got to get off the motorway. I've got to find myself need, a little chef. I need to get on a B-road somewhere <laughs> I can pull over. <laughs> what I didn't realise at the time was that it was going to turn into one of the worst days of my life. I was coming back to live in England. I don't think that's why it was the worst no. day of his life. Uh, seven years in Marbella, living the good life in the Spanish sunshine. Gene and the girls had already flown back and were staying with friends in Southampton, probably Laurie McMenemy and, his, and Mrs. McMenemy. Yeah. I would imagine. Uh, I was driving the family's Range Rover, filled with our possessions on the final leg of the journey, but I was desperately tired. It was almost 700 miles from Marbella all the way through Spain to the border with France, and nearly the same again to Calais. I did manage a little bit of sleep at one of those roadside rest areas in France, but not very much. Why did he just not find somewhere to stay like or tell us something? This he's driving. For, is this just? Is this Keegan? I, don't I think know. I can do anything. So therefore, I'll try. I don't know. There's to me. I don't look. I love Double K and I love this book, but there's something for me that doesn't quite add up. Ooh. Why would you take a kip at the side of the road? You're Kevin Keegan. Exactly. Go to a country hotel. At the very worst, go to a motel. They're all yeah. over the place in France, I'm led to believe. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I did manage a little bit of sleep at one of those roadside rest areas in France, but not very much. My intention was to get my head down on the ferry. 
Instead, I sat next to a guy who recognised me, introduced himself as a Spurs fan, and soon we were involved in one of those football conversations that can go on longer than you anticipate. Big <laughs> mistake here. Yeah. Didn't get disguised up for it, did it? I know. Really didn't, weird. Didn't well, maybe these seven years in the sunshine had made him complacent. You'd have thought he would have dressed in the national costume of whichever country he was driving through, wouldn't you? In order <laughs> yeah. to fit in. Yeah. So, you know, the Spanish one, he would have had like a, a sombrero on or maybe... He would have dressed as a bullfighter, yeah. Yeah, some castanets. Then he hits... When I hit the French border, I pulled over in the middle of the Alps, just as I was about to cross the border, somewhere near Andorra, actually, and <laughs> I changed into my stripy T-shirt, my beret, and my string of onions. <laughs> Strings of onions around my neck. <laughs> I got my baguette out. It weren't real. It were made of wax. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's had a conversation with someone who says he's a Spurs fan on a ferry. Sounds One shit. of those football conversations that can go on longer than you anticipate. Well, Any football conversation really is longer than it needs to be by definition. Correct, because, yeah. Because it's boring. if you're Kevin Keegan. I think if you're a footballer, fans coming up to you. I know fans, you get fucking annoying fans who are like, oh, mate, just was a massive fan. Oh, I've seen you. I've been coming to watch you for years, and it's absolutely great. Da, 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 da. And if they're anything other than really, that's wonderful. Mm. Let's sit down and talk about your memories of watching yeah. me play football, right? Unless they're like that, people get the ump and go, Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, Billy. You're a bit above talking yeah. about people like me, do you? That we're the ones that pay your wages. Yeah. Well, that's all bollocks, right? You know, why should they have to fucking. The thing is, it's so boring to talk to football fans. Like, yeah. if you're a pro. I bet them coming up and going, so, who do you think is going to win the league then? I don't fucking know. Why yeah. do, what do I care? I don't want to talk about out, it. You know, get me on TV as a pundit or something. Pay me. Pay me, yeah. Pay, pay me now. How pay much cash you got on you? This would be me if I was a Premier League footballer and they came up and said, hello, Sam, I love watching you play up front for West Ham and scoring every week because that, in my mind, is part of this fantasy. And... Uh, who do you think's gonna win the World Cup? I go. I tell you what, mate. How much cash you got on you right now? <laughs> I don't got much cash. I don't carry it these days. All right. Well, get on your phone app and transfer money, PayPal. I'll Pay give you my money. email address yeah. now. Once you can show me the digital receipt, fifteen quid. Right, fifteen quid. And for fifteen quid, I will just tell you the name of the country I think will win the World Cup. Nothing more. I will not elaborate. I will simply say, for instance. Brazil. If you want reasons, it's 25. There you go. And this applies as well if the, if Cunters come up to us mm. in the street and ask us about other podcasts. Like, what do you think of the Peter Crouch podcast? <laughs> Show us the colour of your money and we'll talk all day about it. Well, will we'll you talk do, all day. We'll, we'll talk for five Will minutes. you do one of your catchphrases, such as, you fucking do it? Yeah. I tell you what, mate. Cup of drink. Yeah. I tell you what. You fucking get on PayPal now. Yeah. Send me 15 quid, yeah. then you will hear me say that phrase. If not, well, you fucking do it. Oh, fuck, I've just said it. <laughs> Special offer, 20 quid. You can have a catchphrase and an opinion about another podcast, yeah. such as Peter Crouch. How much to sing, here we go, here we go, here we go, hey. here we go, this is it. Right. Okay, well, there you go, cunters. Think on. Because the... I am filing society money. That pays for the podcasts. Yeah. That doesn't pay for any That doesn't access. pay for street chat. Street if it's chat, street though. chat you want, then you've got to put your hand in your pocket for a little bit extra. Start walking around with cash in your pocket. Yeah. Or make sure you're PayPal'd up. <laughs> Where were we? Um, so he's got talking to a Spurs fan on the ferry. That hasn't gone too well. No. 
Uh, next thing I knew, we were docking at Dover, and I hadn't managed to close my eyes once. I went through customs and then set off on the last 150 miles of a long, hard slog. I was happy to be back on English soil and relieved I had broken the back of the journey. Nice phrase, that, broken its back. Mm. Um, when I got on the M25, everything started to catch up with me. It was getting dark. My eyes were beginning to close, and I was drifting over the white lines when that blaring horn jolted me awake. Gene had given me a pillow in case I needed a break, and though I was only an hour and a half from my destination, I knew it would be foolish to drive any further. So he pulls off the motorway at Rygate to find somewhere for a doze. This is all I wanted to do was rest my eyes, freshen up, and get going again. The first lay-by was barely 200 yards from the motorway, with all the cars and heavy goods traffic rattling by, and not exactly an ideal place to get some rest, so I drove a little further to a country lane. It felt safe enough. Mm, Spoiler safe, alert. Safe enough. It wasn't safe enough. I pushed down the locks, propped my pillow against the window, and before long I was out for the count. The only way I can describe what happened next is that it felt like a dream. Or a nightmare. <laughs> which is a bad version of a dream <laughs> until the taste of blood in my mouth told me I was very much awake and in serious trouble this of course is the, the memorable assault which um, was highly publicised at the time mm. there's been speculation about the assault that's why I'm saying things don't add up are you prepared to speculate further? no I'm not actually because I, I don't I choose not to believe the speculation I'm just saying the reason there is speculation is that it does seem peculiar that he would pull over in a country lane after a long drive, being Kevin Keegan, and then be woken up by people beating you up on the roadside. Well, as he said, his Range Rover was full of all of his possessions. Mm. But if I walk past a car... charter. Yeah, so if I walk past a, a car... And I looked and I I saw lots of expensive goods. And then I saw the driver was asleep. And then I went to take a good look at the driver and I saw it was Kevin Keegan. Walk on. I No, I would still consider robbing the car, but I'm not going to do it because I think, well, I might be more likely to rob the car because I'd be thinking, well, this is Kevin Keegan. He could have England, valuable England caps, original shirts signed by him. Um, because I'm sure he's like, I always sign all my own shirts. Uh, he could have all sorts of valuables. But what I wouldn't do, if you're an efficient and professional robber, is to just start smashing through the glass and beating him up straight away. What you ideally want in any situation like that is to just get away with minimum fuss. So Going through the back window let him sleep. Stuff let him sleep. Try and get into the car without waking him. Take the stuff. If you do have to smash the window and wake him up, don't start beating him up. Smash the back window. Grab the stuff. Do the, do a runner. That's it. There's going to have to be some smashing. You can't just get it with a 1991 Range Rover. Yeah, true. Range All right. Range. Well, just smash through. Smash through the back, like you say. Grab the back yeah. and do a runner. Yeah. He's going to wake up. He's going to have at least 20 seconds of time when he adjusts to his surroundings. Oh, what's going on? Where yeah. am I? Am I back in Hamburg? I'm smash my back door in. Fred, Fred, let the land. Is that you? Have you come for vengeance, finally? Oh, you've played a long game, Fred Leatherland. You've played a very long game. Terry Mack! Oh, no, I know. are you? Initially, he says it was a rock that was hurled through the driver's window against the exact spot where my head was resting. So they chucked the fucking rock at his head through the glass. Uh, <laughs> it was big enough to have killed me, and I was lucky my pillow was there to cushion the blow, saving me from serious injury. I could hear someone shouting, Give us your wallet. <laughs> 
everything occurred so quickly it was all a blur and in my confused state I was still thinking this couldn't really be happening. Things like this don't happen to Kevin Kagan. Things like no. this have never happened to Kevin Kagan. No. You know, think back. He had a teammate offer him some cheap meat. That was a good thing. He drove all the way to Germany and got his back fixed. That was a good thing. He went into a morgue and played with dead bodies. Put Set on a musical. That Sta- was, staged a musical. That, with that was a good thing. That was a yeah. good thing. He uh, Flew out St. James's Park on a helicopter. That was a good thing. The crowd. Yeah. That was a good thing. No bad things have ever happened until now. The first vicious blow from a baseball bat made it clear that no nightmare could be this realistic. There was glass everywhere and my assailant was swinging wildly as he laid into me through the shattered window. I'm beginning to be suspicious. It just doesn't ring true. It just doesn't. Why would you smash through and start beating up Kevin Keegan like straight away? Unless you think he's packing heat. Yeah, Plus, I mean, Kevin Keegan. Kevin Keegan is a... If you're a robber, right, and your agenda is just to get stuff, then I, I maintain that you're not... You don't want to... You want The threat of violence is one thing, but You've actually the butt, haven't you, engaging in violence is yeah. just pointless. It's a pointless waste of time. And it also means that if you get caught, you're not just getting nicked for theft, you're getting nicked for fucking GBH, which is a lot worse. So I don't know. Why did they come smashing through the window? It just seems pointless. After three or four blows, I must have been close to unconsciousness, but in those awful moments, I still had enough sense to shift across to the middle of the car, making it harder to strike me with so much force. Instinct to cover. That's the sportsman in me. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Jalapeño. I could tell in the dark there was more than one person. I feared the worst when I heard another voice saying, get on with it. Fucking hell. This has become an attempted murder now. Yeah. Get on with it. Kill him. Kill him. No one will miss him. <laughs> He's been off the English football scene for eight years now. Kill him. It's time for him to die. <laughs> Thank God he didn't. We wouldn't be doing this book otherwise. Yeah. As I tried to scramble clear, the baseball bat came through the window again. This time, my assailant had stopped taking wild swings and rammed it, and rammed the end of it straight into my mouth. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, take that. Give him a ramming. Give him a mouth Face ramming. ramming. Bosh. Oh, what'd you do that for? <laughs> he kept shouting that he wanted money, and I knew my only chance was to do as he said. I started scrabbling through my pockets to give him whatever I had. 
I flung my wallet at him in a fistful of notes and then lay back, desperately hoping that would be enough. I'm lying back now. <laughs> I'm trying to relax. My hope is that this ordeal has ended. <laughs> if I lie here perfectly still, perhaps you'll think I am dead. Oh, no, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, and suddenly it was all over. As quickly as they arrived, they were gone. <laughs> TTFN. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, this is... Right, okay. Um, I was in a terrible state, blood pouring from my head, and something foolishly told me I should go after them. What? What's he going to do? I think I'm going to chase them. I'm going to run the cunts over. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to murder the cunts. (laughs) You'll rue the day. You crossed double, K. He was, wasn't he? He was going to murder them. Yeah. It was Um, in that moment I decided I would murder them both. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, I wasn't thinking straight and my natural instinct was I couldn't let them get away with it I put the key in the ignition and stuck the car into reverse only for it to go into a skid while the guy with the baseball bells (laughs) while the guy with the baseball bat had been laying into me Mm -hmm. his mates had slashed my tyres ah fucking hell classic this is what they do the robbers the well, Southern Robbers. It's very, very smart idea, isn't it, to disable the car? Yeah, because obviously they're going to think he's going to come after them and try and kill them. Yeah, they're thinking it's Double K we're dealing with here. Yeah. He's a resilient man, and he will definitely, you know, he's persistent too. Yeah. If his career in football has taught us anything, it's that Double K never gives up. Giving him a, a good face ramming isn't going to be enough. Won't be enough to, to put him off. Him completely. He won't be cowed that easily. No. We're going to have to slash his tyres. Yeah, they've done, they've done right there. They had smashed the back window to pull out my suitcase and whatever else they could get their hands on. But at least I was alive. And when I staggered back to the roadside, trying to wave down the traffic, a passing motorist stopped to help. I was delirious with shock, babbling away in Spanish. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if you're the motorist. Senor Dad. Driving along. You know, Radio 2's on. Yeah. You're listening to Steve Wright in the afternoon. Everything's yeah. great. Although, of course, Steve Wright would have been on Radio 1 back then. Yeah, 1991 he will have been. Perhaps you were listening to, uh, who is it, Johnny Walker. Jimmy Young or someone Jimmy like Young. that. Jimmy Young. You're driving along. This is the sounds of BBC Radio 2. And here's T'Pau with their new single. Oh, hang on a minute, darling. Who's that in the road? I don't know it. it is it Kevin Keegan? Pull over and see what he Can't wants. Be. His blood pours through uh, his face. Donde est los hospital? Por favor. <laughs> oh, he's, he's talking in. It's a, it's a Spaniard. He looks like Kevin Keegan, but he seems to be babbling in Spanish. He must be a low a low level television personality. Oh, dos cervezas. <laughs> Oh, heck. Oh, it is Kevin Keegan. He said, oh, heck. Oh, an ambulance. This is worse when I fell off my bike on Superstars. <laughs> oh, he hasn't mentioned that yet in the book, has he? I hope we get to that. Because timeline-wise, we're well beyond that. He mentioned it at the beginning. Hasn't he said a bit about when, when people come up to me, all they yeah. ask about is either falling off my bike in yeah. Superstars. So he hasn't made he hasn't reference gone to it. has depth in it. No. Over, over though. Which we need to. Yeah. We need closure on that, yeah. Um, I must have looked a dreadful state, and when I got to the hospital, they told me I was fortunate in the extreme. I was escaping with only eight stitches in my scalp. 
Jesus. This doesn't add up at all, does it? He's no. been fucking mouth rammed. Yeah. What about your mouth, mate? <laughs> Forgot about that getting rammed, didn't oh, you? that'll just when do you... it by itself, I imagine. Yeah. thing about mouth rammings is there's nothing the hospital can do. You just have to wait for it to naturally heal. That's the mouth for your self-healing. <laughs> um, I'd lost count the number of times I'd been hit, and when I felt around my mouth, it was a pleasant surprise to find my teeth all seemed to be where they belonged. I knew I was lucky to be walking away. Uh, when the people who inflicted this unprovoked and vicious beating, and do not suggest that it was anything otherwise, were arrested and taken to court, it turned out they owed money to a drug dealer and thought I was an easy target. What they could never have imagined was that my wallet would be filled with pesetas. I doubt that currency was much use to them. Because <laughs> what would you do in England if someone gave you a load of pesetas? You'd just throw it the bin, wouldn't you? Ah, oh, this is useless, this? man. Fucking foreign money. What's this? Ah. I've got to book a fucking holiday now. I've got to rob someone else. Throw it in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing that in the fucking river because that's just going to weigh no, me I, down. You can, you can go. You go to the post office or the bank. You get it changed in English money. Fuck, Fuck that. Off. What are you talking about? Go, card. go to the Bureau de Change. There's no Bureau de Change around here. What are you talking? What language is that you're talking? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Tear it up. Burn it. <laughs> he says uh, I doubt that currency was much use to them and unless they were totally stupid I am not sure they would have got too far using a credit card in the name of Kevin Keegan <laughs> he makes a good point unless they're totally stupid um, he goes into more detail the gang was from the New Haven area oh it's the New Haven oh, gang oh of them don't fuck with the New Haven mm. gang do you the New Haven gang up to the old tricks again yeah they're a gang of local robbers <laughs> They're a gang of local robbers well known for prowling country lanes. Inspired by the, the doings of Dick Turpin. Yeah, they, they, they prowl country lanes because that's where the pickings are richest. <laughs> rich pickings down the country lanes New just Haven. outside New Haven. You walk <laughs> up and down there long enough, sooner or later, let me tell you, someone, and very often it's quite a big sub celebrity from the entertainment or sporting arenas, <laughs> will pull over for their little kit They've been on a long drive, and that's when we strike. <laughs> they get off that furry. They've usually been having a conversation. We're a Spurs fan, so they haven't had any sleep. They're bloody exhausted. Sooner or later, they get to the New Haven lanes, and they pull up, and that's when we strike. Like like flies into our spider's web. <laughs> we lure them into those lanes. Oh, and guess what? That Spurs fan on the ferry, he weren't a Spurs fan at all. He was one of us. We planted him there to tire you out with his endless football chat. It was all part of the plan. We've been tracking you since Andorra, my friend. Remember when you signed for Southampton in 1980? That were all part of it as well. We played a very long game with you, Mr. Keegan. It was all building up to this moment. So this mouse ramming. <laughs> Larry McManamy, he gets his cut of this one. <laughs> we ran the mouth to stop you talking. <laughs> stop you talking to the police, you see. <laughs> we we disable the mouth. <laughs> then we slash the wheels. And that way we know we'll never get caught. <laughs> the youngest member of the gang, the one with the baseball bat, was only 18 years old. They were caught bragging about it in a pub. And the judge described it in his sentencing remarks as... A disgraceful use of criminal violence against a defenceless individual. <laughs> Fair enough. Three of them were given prison sentences, while a fourth member of the gang was spared because he turned Queen's evidence. Oh. Kevin says. He grass. Does that mean he grass? He's yeah. He's grass. 
and told the police what had happened. It's great the way they've rebranded grassing by (laughs) involving the Queen in it. So you want me to grass? No, we want you to turn Queen's evidence. That's grassing, is it? No, 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 no. That means that you you are now working in the service of Her Majesty the Queen as one of her official legal team. Oh, that sounds fancy. Okay, do I get paid? No, you don't get paid. But she will give you immunity from going to prison. <laughs> oh, all right. That sounds much better than grassing my mates out. I work for the Queen. You're like one of her butlers, really. Yeah. That's what it is. I think, speaking of grassing and that, um, close back to where I grew up, in a little place called Shiny Row near Sunderland, uh, I drove through it a few weeks ago, mm. and someone had spray-painted on the outside of one of the houses, grass. <laughs> Which, you know, you see that around a lot. They'd also spray-painted on the front of the house, nonce. Nonce. Very rarely see the two together, spray painted on a Grass and a nonce. You either get a grass or a nonce. But this one was a nonce and a grass. Mm. So I'd like to know more about that story. It's been cleaned up since oh, then. I've got, I've got a story about a mate who had a terrible word spray painted on his house. But I don't think I can tell it. It's too bad. But, yeah, it wasn't. He came back from holiday as well. <laughs> And what was bad was he hadn't been on holiday. Actually, he'd been two weeks away working out of the country. Mm-hmm. And when he got, and he lived in quite a nice well to do street. And when he got back from the holiday, he was in a taxi. And the taxi drove up, and taxi driver's going, Which house is it, mate? And he goes, Oh, it's just that one at the end of the road. And the cabbie literally says, What? That one with, and it's a word I can't say, spray painted on the outside. It's immense. <laughs> It's like, fucking hell. The Mince House. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't New Haven, was it? No, it wasn't the New Haven area. Uh, he says it wasn't easy coming to terms with what had happened and horrific experience for Jean too. I was so traumatised at first I wasn't even certain I wanted to move back from Spain after all. For the next few weeks I kept getting calls from the police saying they'd found some of my items and asking me to drive back to Rygate to identify these possessions. My belt, my shorts... And some other bits and pieces as possible evidence. That sounds a little bit dis and that, doesn't it? <laughs> you have a bits and pieces. Yeah. You're writing a book here. Tell us what what you, you mean. That said sounds belt and shorts. We need to know more. I know alarm bells. Yeah, a few bits and they pieces. These alarm bells. They knit me alarm bells. Me, me butt plug and me leather <laughs> and me <laughs> and me gag. <laughs> I had a special gag made up when I was in Spain. With a with a pool a pool ball, not a sex gag. It was a motivational gag. Genius, <laughs> personal to, motivation. Genius to strap it on me when I needed to be creative with my ideas. <laughs> Talking of that, has there been a single mention yet of his football theme park? Uh, a little one, yeah. Uh, okay, we'll uh, get on to that. The soccer circus. Soccer circus. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's something to look forward to in future episodes. He says, I always like to have a positive outlook. Yeah. Agreed. But it was difficult in these times. Is this what England has become? I oh, wondered. hang on a what minute. What exactly am I coming back to here? Mm, I but, don't think that's a... I don't like the way this is going. Well, he, I don't know. What was he trying to say something about New Haven? Well, listen. What's, what you're the victim, you're, you're victim of a random crime. That could happen in any country if you're extremely unlucky. To any retired footballer. If you if you have pulled over by the roadside and this has happened to you, then you've been extremely unlucky and it's really unfortunate. And I understand it's traumatising for you personally. But I'm not a big fan at all in any situation 
of someone using the one experience they've had to judge society as a whole. Because it's... England. It's It's stupid. It's what ignorant people do. Oh, this is what England's become, is it? Everyone's mugging people in their cars down down country lanes now, are they? No. You have been mugged down a country lane in your car, but England has (laughs) not become an entire country of country lane muggings. He says... It didn't help that the worst elements of the press were desperate to find some salacious spin. Tabloid hacks were dispatched to find out if there was another reason why I was down some lover's lane. Oh. Mm. He says, uh, they never found anything much to their disappointment because there was nothing to find. (laughs) But it wasn't for the lack of trying. It was typical of our red top press. John Pigface and his cohorts. (laughs) <laughs> and not the only time in my life, as I will explain later in this book... Smells a bit fishy to me. I, ...that I discovered just how low they would stoop. No. What's that? Kagan's been down some lover's lane and he's been <laughs> mouth-rammed and they've <laughs> took his shorts. There's got to be more to it than that. Get down there, comb the area. New Haven, you say? <laughs> I've heard a lot of strange things go on in New Haven. All right, the story writes itself. We've heard enough. Please do not tell me another word. You'll only interrupt my imagination. <laughs> oh, they were wearing a gag. Oh, don't worry, don't tell me. A motivational gag, he says. No, oh, bet he was motivated. What happened to his butt bug? Did they take that? <laughs> Hold the fucking front page gaffer. His belt, was it round his neck? Mm. Was that oh, about? Where is his salience black? Oh, I bet they were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gaffer, I've got a great seekers. story. Uh, foreign, were they? He was speaking uh, Spanish. Oh, my God, it gets better. Uh, asylum seeker bum assault. <laughs> On oh, national treasure. <laughs> national treasure mouth rammed by a asylum bastard. Oh, the headlines already forming in my head. The only thing that could be better than this would be a newsreader getting shot outside our house. But that'll <laughs> never happen. Oh, was there any dolly birds there? <laughs> <laughs> then we can get them in the pictures. How old's the kid they've arrested? 18? Uh-huh. Oh! <laughs> oh, was it a bird? Mm, maybe he's got a girlfriend or a sister we can take a photo of. <laughs> How old is she? She's legal. <laughs> John, big face. New Haven correspondent. <laughs> this could get me a job on the sun. <laughs> so I'm going all the way to Fleet Street with this one. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll leave it there, I think. With oh, fucking hell. bleeding from the mouth and New Haven and uh, yep. John Pigface on the trail. Yeah, I don't think we've got through very much of chapter ten there. Good, that's as it should be. Yeah, we'll get up about seventy-five episodes now, I reckon. Yeah, but that's what people want, isn't it? Of course, it is. And if they don't, fuck off. Nowhere to go. Exactly. Bye then, everyone. Love you. Bye. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.